0: live from the hot stove lounge the Flamestock talk post game show starts now sportsnet 960 the fan all right, your final score here at the Scotia Scotiabank Saddledome. Flames double up the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-2 to uh, snap a losing skid and kick off a homestand in a good way. Welcome to your Flames Talk postgame show. It's Pat Steinberg along with you, and let's head immediately to the Flames locker room and get some postgame reaction. Let's check in with tonight's number two star, Blake Coleman, who joins us right now. Blake, uh, uh, a really solid effort, it felt like, from, from afar. I know it got to within one goal there in the third period, but overall, how'd you like your group's 60 minutes tonight?
1: Yeah, I thought it was a great game. Good response uh, after a tough road trip and um, you know, obviously, I think the second period spoke for itself. I think it was one of our best periods of the year and um had everybody going, everybody making plays and uh, you know, let them in a little bit too much in the third. Uh made it a little more interesting than we needed to, but uh a big goal from Czar to get that cushion back and uh it's a big big two points for us right now. What
0: you uh, what did you like so much about that second period, Blake?
1: I uh, just I thought everybody was going I think everybody had the confidence to make plays we were hard on their D um, good reloads uh, in the on the four check you know I thought their D had a hard time with our pressure and, and it led to a lot of uh, sustained zone time and, and some good looks and probably could have put away a few more there to, to widen mm-hmm. that gap but uh, you know obviously they got a pretty decent goalie in their net and um, you know he kept it to three and, and then they battled back and you know they're a good team we knew they would and um, like I said, ultimately, it's just uh, it's good we got out of there with two points.
0: It's uh, the two goals in 90 seconds they score in the third period, but how did you feel you uh, dealt with it once they got back within one and, and maybe got a little bit closer than you would have liked? How did you feel uh, your group locked things down from there?
1: Yeah, good response, I think. Um, there wasn't much panic in our group. I think we got right back to work, and, you know, we knew that five on five we were the better team tonight, so, um, you know, they scored the power play goal to give them, give them a little life um, to make it 3-2, and... Uh, you know, if we stayed disciplined and kept this game at five on five we'd be able to hold on to it and, and win this one
0: uh final question for you blake you, you had the lead after 40 i know there'd been some third period leads of late that you haven't been able to close out just uh for the entire psyche of the group to close out a third period lead like this one tonight what can that do for your group
1: yeah it's important um you know we've talked on it a lot obviously we know how to come back in games it seems to be uh, the way we've won a lot of games this year but needed to find ways to uh, hold on to leads and tonight's a a good first step obviously still some improvement needed giving up the two but uh you know a step in the right direction for sure Blake
0: appreciate this thanks so much for doing this good luck on Monday
1: all right thanks guys appreciate
0: that it. that is uh, Blake Coleman post game following tonight's 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning our Flame Stock post game show is underway from the Scotia Bank Saddledome Apple Spotify Google Amazon or wherever you get your podcast it's Steinberg along with you Megan Mickelson and Derek Wills now here in the Hot Stove Lounge as well and uh it got a little bit closer than the Flames would have liked it mate but uh, uh, they were able to close out after it got to 3-2. Connor Zary scores that big goal to make it 4-2. But all in all, Flames knew they needed a response after a tough road game, and uh, they got it tonight. That was uh, that was a solid overall effort from the team.
2: Yeah, and I think that... Am I on? Yep. Good? Just turning me up a little bit? Yeah, check, check, check. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that I really liked the pushback uh, when the score uh, went to 3-2. The Flames, in those situations, especially the last number of games, when they're up a goal, the response hasn't been great. So the fact that... They scored in that situation, uh, really liked their response. But that was, you know, pretty close to 60 minutes uh, in terms of playing a complete game. So, really liked uh, the way that they managed the puck, uh, in particular, getting pucks out of their own end. If they didn't see something, I mentioned it on the broadcast, if there wasn't a direct pass in terms of hitting the center of the wing, the defensemen were just flipping the puck out into the neutral zone. Uh, and those pucks are are hard to corral when you're on the other side of it. Uh, but then also, in terms of their entries and getting pucks into the zone, they were really smart smart in terms of their puck placement um, so that they were able to retrieve pucks and were just relentless on the forecheck. Uh, then also, obviously, uh, their willingness to shoot the puck and to capitalize on their opportunities.
3: I thought the first period was tough to watch at times because it looked like they were playing with... Remember when you were a kid? Those little super bouncy balls you'd get out of the, the machines yep. for like a quarter? Yep. <laughs> the, the puck was bouncing all over the place in the first period. I thought it was a pretty sloppy period for both teams. But then I thought the Flames played one of their best periods of the season in the second. And mm-hmm. they turned a 0-0 game into a 3 nothing game. And Megan, you and I talked about it before the start of the third and then again during the third. You knew there was going to be a push from the Lightning. Final game of a five-game road trip, bad second period, down by three goals, and I think I said the Flames better buckle up at some point in time. And then you replied by saying, especially if the Lightning get a goal. And they did, and then they got another one. And I think that goal by Connor Zary to make it four-two was absolutely huge, mm-hmm. because I think the Lightning, for all intents and purposes, kind of waved the white flag after that. But if he doesn't score, and I think that's one that Andre Vasilevsky would definitely like to have back, mm-hmm. who knows where this game goes? And it had to be front of mind or back of mind at least what happened during the three games on that road trip, where they had the lead in the third period against the Avalanche, and then against the Golden Knights, and then against the Wild. And they lost all three of those games. So the fact that they're able to close this one out, pretty impressive. And that uh, stretch of five games, uh, a real gauntlet for this group. You have played against the last three Stanley Cup champions, four of the last five Stanley Cup winners in the last five games. The Lightning won two, uh, and of course the Avalanche and the Golden Knights won. So uh, good on the Flames for, as you pointed out, Pat, Turning a four-game losing streak into a three-game point streak. It's
0: just it's just the the way things work when you pick up a victory. Uh, Steinberg with Derek Wills, Megan Mickelson, and uh, now let's check in with Flames assistant coach Mark Savard, who joins us here in the Hot Stove Lounge as well. What you uh, I know it got it got close there in the third, but overall it, it felt like a, a pretty solid start to finish night for your group. How'd you feel?
4: I thought the first two periods might have been our best two of the year,
0: especially that second period. Uh, you know, we, we
4: were on top of pucks, on top of players, and, and really showed uh, when we work. And, and we never have a lack of work effort. That's, that's one thing we don't do, and that's why I think we haven't been blown out at all this year because we work. And, uh, you know, the third, I think we, we sat back and said, let's see what these guys got. <laughs> and uh, that's not the best recipe. But, uh, you know, we turned it around, and Vladi made some big saves, and it's, it's a big win for us.
2: Uh, It seems like the group has much more of a willingness to shoot the puck, especially lately. Just seems like that's been a focus for the group. Has it been a focus? Um, And just what have you seen there?
4: Yeah, I I still think we could shoot a little more, but, you know we're moving well in the offensive zone tonight. We'd still like to get a couple more pucks at the net, but it's a work work in progress. We got a lot of good movement. Uh, you know we're trying to get speed away from the puck in the in the offensive zone, and we're seeing a lot of that. And that that came with a lot of our success tonight. But uh, yeah, definitely we'd like to still shoot the puck a little more.
3: Fitting they played ring of fire after this Flames win because you look like Johnny Cash tonight. You are the man man (laughs) in black black, man to toe. I love it. Uh, Yegor Sharangovich is on an absolute heater right now. Stretches his goal streak to five games, his point streak to six games. How has he grown from the start of the season to now?
4: Well, I, I think, you know, when he came in you know we, we work closely with him You know uh, up front, just just getting in more battles and being around more pucks. Um, you know they found it. He's found a nice chemistry, obviously with Lindy on that line and and Manji. They've been playing well together. But I I think and we just talked about shooting the puck. It's his willingness. He has a great shot. We're on him to shoot pucks. You can see even on the power play now we found a shooter that can one time pucks and and be a threat. You need that on your power play to be good. So again, he's he's taking pucks to the net. You know and when you get on a roll and you're feeling good. About yourself, this stuff happens, and and last year, from what what I understand in New Jersey, he didn't play any power play. So he, he I think that's another confidence thing where he's getting those looks on that on the power play too now, and it's just came around his all his whole round uh, his game. But again, he's digging harder, and uh,
0: it's paying off on the score sheet. I think. Is that his first one-time goal? I think that was his first one-timer as well, which is might give a little bit more confidence to start ripping that a little bit more, too. Yeah, right?
4: and and he's the one guy we found that can really one-time puck, so it's great that you brought that up. But, uh, yeah, he, he uh, found a nice hole there, and it was a great play all around by Oysterly hitting him there.
0: Mark Savard's with us, Flames assistant coach to carry a lead into the third period and I know they get it within one but to close out and to come away with a victory win leading after 40 I know that it, it didn't happen a few times on that road trip can that be big for the overall mindset of the group
4: yeah it is and and, and you know we've came from behind so it's a different mindset where you're, you're pushing the whole night and and tonight when you have that lead it's different again we, w- we want to try and keep that mindset where we're pushing uh, it, it didn't go so good in the first 10 minutes of the period and then obviously late in the game where, where they have the extra attacker but again, it's it's a different mindset when you have leads, and we got to try and keep it the same. Like when we're pushing from behind, so if we can get that, uh, it'll be pretty good things around here.
2: Wanted to ask about AJ Greer. Obviously, scored a big goal in this game, but then also at the end of the game, he was out there from three forty-two down to two thirty-seven, and then in the last minute from the thirty-second mark. Uh, down to the final buzzer just what have you seen from his game what is it that he brings to this group that allows him to continue to have an impact with such minimal amount of ice time
4: well you know I've I obviously watched the Bruins a lot last year too and, and I was able to talk to Connie a lot when when we did acquire AJ uh, I've liked his game uh, since day one and the nice thing about AJ is he's pushing other guys he's coming and he wants to play up in the lineup and you can see that but if you look at him structural he he's 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 amazing like, he's a basically a coach's dream in that aspect where he does all the little things well he knows where to be and he doesn't have to think about it and obviously uh, whatever the Bruins had 62 wins last year and he and he played a big part of that too I know he was on the fourth line and didn't play a lot of minutes but again it's a nice thing about having him like you've seen and, and, and Huss rewarded him tonight putting him out there late which is great to see because like I said you know he's pushing and, and I wouldn't be surprised you know if someone's not going he's going to get some more shifts up in that top three lines
3: You actually saw that late in the game tonight as a matter of fact I know you guys didn't win a game during that road trip but you could have won all three games you had the lead in the third period in all three of those games as a matter of fact and I can't help but wonder if you had had Chris Tanev if he helps you close one two or three of those games out you've now played pretty much four straight games without your best defensive defenseman how proud are you of not only the top three guys who have done a lot of heavy lifting but that group of six and and how they've played in the last four hockey games well, I, I mean, it's they've really
4: stood out. You know, oysterley's played some big minutes for us. You can see what he brings. He can skate. He can move the puck. Uh, and, and he's getting pucks out of his own zone a lot more. So that's one thing we've been working. He's been great. I think Gibby, when he's been on the left side all year, he's been solid. He, obviously, you know, when we get, moving guys around he gets on the right side it, it, that's not his favorite side and but when he plays on the left side he's been excellent and Simone, I mean what can you say about the guy every time he comes up he does a great job for us so he's a real solid uh, solid player back there and then obviously like you said our top three uh, playing a lot of minutes but it'll still be nice to have Tanny back but it, yeah. those other guys have really proved to us that they, they can play
0: Thank you, Mark. Appreciate the time. Thanks. Good luck on Congrats. Monday. Thanks, guys. That is Mark Savard, Flames uh, assistant coach following a 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning here at the Scotiabank Saddledome. That is uh, game number 31 in the books for the Calgary Flames. Uh, Derek Wells, Megan Mickelson, Pat Steinberg, Flames Talk post-game show on Sportsnet 960, The Phantom, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's select tonight's hardest working flame. Brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Are you the hardest working plumber or HVAC tech? Canyon's hiring. Send resumes the jobs at CanyonPlumbing.com. Mick, who are you going with as tonight's hardest working
2: flame? Well, Willsie planted the seed, <laughs> and it grew on the elevator ride down here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Dan Vladar. He, he had a great game Was in, in, like in Minnesota the I other and- day. It, I, never, it, I, I defend a, <laughs> you <laughs>
0: three stars. You do, you do actually defend him a lot of the time. I'm giving you a hard time. I'm like
3: Ron Burgundy yeah. in Anchorman <laughs> defending Pat Steinberg. <laughs> oh.
0: Back to Dan Vladar.
2: <laughs> Dan Vladar. Uh, I, I mean, what more can you say? He was outstanding tonight. He made some key saves at key times in the game. One in particular I can remember. He pretty much did the splits and sprawled out with the glove save and put On a little – put a little mustard on that hot dog as Wilsey put it. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give it to Dan Vladar. This team doesn't win this game without a performance like that.
0: Dan Vladar is your hardest working flame brought to you by Canyon Plumbing and Heating. Want to get recognized and rewarded for your achievements? Learn from the best. Send your resume to jobs at canyonplumbing.com. I'm seeing if uh, NHL.com is updated. They have his uh, save percentage took a bump from 879 to 886. Uh, flame still looking for a goalie to be above the 900 mark, which they're going to need if they're going to want to get to where they want to go. But for Vladar, Willsey, and, and he was the focus of our marquee matchup, brought to you by Country Hills Toyota on our pregame show tonight. And Liked the way he played against Minnesota in the shootout loss. Liked the way, I, I didn't even mind him in the six-goal game against Colorado. I didn't come away from that game saying, oh boy, if the Flames got better goaltending, it was just that that was a offensive game and the Avalanche can finish. Liked him against Minnesota when he was pulled and liked him against Vegas. So that's actually five straight s- starts that I've come away saying, yeah, I've, I've quite liked the way Vladar has played. And this is the last game that, we're probably going to see Jacob Markstrom on the shelf. He'll probably be activated off of IR for Monday's game and probably start against the Florida Panthers. Um, So a big, big opportunity for Danny started in the consecutive games and in those two consecutive starts against Minnesota and tonight against Tampa Bay Two quality starts for number 80. Yeah. And I
3: think what we've seen with Jacob Markstrom out is that the flames really do have three NHL goaltenders with him and Dan Vladar and Dustin Wolf, who I think has played well as well. And I really liked Dan Vladar on Thursday night. I thought he was unlucky not to help the Flames pick up two points in what was a 3-2 shootout loss to the Wild. And really good again tonight. I would say one of their best players in this game against the Lightning. And yeah, he's uh, starting to turn the corner a little bit. And he's back above 500 in the win-loss column, which has to be a shot in the arm for him. And I really do think that some of the younger players who maybe started the season on the team or... Even guys who started the season with the Calgary Wranglers and who have been called up, even if they've been sent back down, I think what they've done is create a lot more internal competition. You've now got younger players pushing for spots, trying to steal older guys' jobs is really what they're doing. And I think that internal competition it makes everybody better. And you've got Dustin Wolf trying to prove to the Flames that he deserves to be in the NHL and deserves to be one of their two goaltenders. And if you're Dan Deladaro, you're saying, hey, wait a minute. I've been the number two guy here for three years. This is my job to lose. So I think that healthy internal competition at every position, but we're talking about the goaltenders right now, I think it's good for everybody involved. I think it's good for individuals, and I think it's good for the, the team collectively.
2: Well, oh, and there's no doubt that Dan Wladar has felt that push, and he's risen to the occasion in terms sure. of performing how he's needed to, to, to really make his case. As for Dustin Wolf, and this might be unpopular opinion, I'm still not 110% sold in terms of him being a solid NHL goaltender. I I still need to see a larger sample size. Again, I know that's probably unpopular opinion, but that's just that's my take on it that I I still feel like he's played well. Don't get me wrong. He's come up here and he's played well. He's done absolutely everything he can possibly do at the American Hockey League level. But I still think that he needs to show a little bit more at the NHL level before he can come in and take the spot of a guy like Dan Vladar.
0: Only thing is, how's he going to get that if they got three goalies? uh, Well, somebody has to get hurt or traded. Yep. Yep. It's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was a real quality start for Dan Vladar tonight and uh, another one, and he needed it and is going to keep needing him. And, you know, I, I thought Wes Gilbertson made a really good point on one of the more recent Flames talks we did where uh, he basically said, you know, Dan Vladar knows he's under pressure. Dan knows that there's uh, a goaltending decision to be made here, and he's 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 a really... He's a really grateful guy to be at the NHL level and and is is very thankful to the Flames for the opportunity that they've given him to become a regular NHLer when he wasn't in Boston. But he also, you, you get the feeling that he knows that whether he's playing for his life as a member of the Flames or he's playing for his next team, Mm -hmm. he knows that he's showcasing himself right now and knows that you know if if it's going to be somewhere else, that maybe he gets an opportunity that he needs to be good, or if it's going to be here and they decide to keep him, he needs to be playing at a high level.
2: Yeah, and I mean, as a player, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. You still need to show up and perform. So for him, whether it's fighting for his life with the flames or you know trying to make a case to maybe be a number one somewhere else he knows that he needs to play really really well so I think that that's just that's what you focus on as a player is just making sure that you're showing up and you're playing your absolute best or else things aren't going to turn out well for you
3: which I think is often easier said than done you know I had a, a chat with Elias Lindholm today and I asked him if Being a pending, unrestricted free agent uh, is something that has been weighing on him. And I thought he did a pretty good job dancing Mm -hmm. and avoiding directly answering the question, but I believe it has. And I think the players, for the most part, have done a really good job trying to not to listen to the external noise, to try to block it out as best they can. But they know what's being talked about and written.
0: They, they can know. also count if you're the goalies, right? Yeah. They can see what's 100%. going on.
3: You don't think Dan Vladar hears Scotiabank Saddle Dome going crazy when Dustin Wolf comes into a game last week? Mm-hmm. Of course he does.
2: That would, that would fire me up, though. Like, right? That would... a, how,
3: what do you do with it? Do you let it break you, yeah. or do you, does it make you better?
2: Yeah, you have to – and the great players find ways to – take all of that and you you narrow your focus and that is your job narrow your focus find a way to show up and to perform and any of that external stuff you have to take it and use it as fire for motivation to be better
3: and we've all had a chance to get to know dan vladar there are a lot of really nice guys inside of that flames dressing room is there a nicer friendlier guy than dan vladar no yeah. i mean his attitude is awesome And I would say that his personality is infectious. The guys love him in there. Mm -hmm. So I think he's handled it extremely well. And I'm sure it hasn't been easy for him Mm -hmm. at times.
0: Uh, Let's get some final thoughts from YouTube before we hit Ryan Huska and hear the head coach of the Calgary Flames. His thoughts, we've already heard from Blake Coleman and Mark Savard live on our Flames Talk post-game show. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Flames win 4-2 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Phone lines are open at 403-240-4444. Text line open at nine sixty nine sixty. there shortly. But first, some final thoughts from our broadcast team, starting with Mick.
2: Yeah, I think for me, you know, Noah Hannafin talked after the first period about that being a period for them to build off of. I think that this is a game in its entirety for them to build off of and something that we haven't necessarily seen in terms of, you know, going up a couple of goals, getting a pushback from a team, but then responding with a goal instead of staying on their heels. So they found a way to grab the momentum of the game and and to take it back and to take control um, and to score a goal when it, really mattered. So I think there were a lot of good things in this game, but one of the biggest things and biggest takeaways, and we talked about it on the pregame show, was just finding ways to to ride the momentum swings of the game and making sure that in those key times of the game that you find a way to come out on top. And they did that tonight.
3: And they once again got to a guy who I think Might be the best goalie in the National Hockey League since he came into the league back in 2014-2015. Andre Vasilevsky has played four games at Scotiabank Saddledome. And the Flames have scored four goals on him all four times. And that was a really impressive victory over uh, a Lightning team that was trying to wrap up uh, a five-game road trip above 500 in the win-loss column. They had lots of momentum coming in off of that game at Edmonton a couple of nights ago where they trailed 3-2 through 2 and scored five goals in the third period to beat the Oilers 7-4. And I thought the Flames played a really solid opening 20 minutes. And we said after the first period, 0-0 against this group's not a bad place to be. And then played one of their best periods of the season in the second and opened up a 3-0 lead and turned out that was enough and then they get the big goal from connor's area that seals it when the lightning were pushing trying to get back to even Uh, really important win and you snap your four game losing streak and as pat pointed out you turn it into a three game point streak because you did pick up a point uh, in an overtime loss and a shootout loss to wrap up that road trip and now for a team that is still trying to get back to 500 and Get back into a playoff spot. You've got to start to string some wins together. you got a Panthers team coming in here on Monday that's going to be fired up because Matthew Kachuk will make sure that they are. Try to string some wins together. Try to pick up two more points on Monday night and start to gain some traction here because really that's what the Flames have struggled to do this
0: season. Yep. They needed to stop the bleeding first. Yep. Uh, They lost 6 of 7, and uh, tonight, big win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now they need to put together another run like they had in November if they want to start climbing up the standings a little bit. Uh, See you both tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of your Saturday night or what's left of it. Good night, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Uh, Megan and Derek wrapping up on this Saturday, 4-2, your final score. Let's hear from head coach Ryan Huska. His thoughts following tonight's 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning.
5: Did you ever in your playing career uh, win someone a trip to Vegas? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> those type of promotions weren't around in the American League. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. How exciting a moment is that? Because I mean, the crowd was really into it. You yeah. see the winners and all that. That's a couple times this year, I think. And I, I've, I think we chatted about it before. Like, that's a, a great promotion because it, it brings some energy into the building. Um, and people are, are hoping that there's gonna be a goal scored. So it's nice when the guys can do that and it's it's good for that couple. Sorry, and, and to be honest, did you did you put Sharon Govich on the ice so that they could win? <laughs> no, no. Maybe next time I will. But no, not at all. Yeah. What do you think of your team's play overall, especially in that second period, it
4: seems like, especially in the first half of the game, really took hold of the the game and sort of it seemed like Tampa kind of lost some steam from that point on.
5: Yeah, I liked our first two periods. That was uh, the second period I think was maybe our our best period of the year. Um, I thought we controlled the play, we were smart with the puck, and we had a lot of zone time in that period. Um, So it it was a good night for us.
6: Mm -hmm. Do you think just it looked like you were breaking the puck out really cleanly tonight, and even the the back pressure too, would you see uh, those two elements?
5: Yeah, better for sure. When you look at your positives and negatives after a game, that's definitely one in the positive category. We were cleaner, and I think our net front defensemen, or all of our defensemen for that matter, did a good job of making some plays with composure tonight.
6: I you know you've been asked lots about McKenzie and, and the goal scoring. I'm curious, like part of it is he's been a ton of shots through to the, yeah. the teammates. Talk about his kind of ability to do that. What what gives him that that he has an knack for getting the puck through?
5: You know, I, it's a, a good question. Um, I mean, when you would have looked at him at stretches last year, you probably wouldn't have said that. I think a lot of it has to do with the way he's feeling about his game right now. Um, but he moves a lot on the blue line when he's shooting. So he's changing his shot lane or his shot angles a little bit and he's making that forward or winger that's trying to get into that lane a little, his job a little bit more difficult. So he's he's making good decisions as to when to shoot it really quickly or when he should be walking the line. So um, he's had that shot mentality all year and it's nice that it's paying off for him. What did uh, you think of Dan? I thought he was excellent tonight.
3: I know you tell all your guys to block the points, but there's a, a lot surrounding your goaltending situation. Yeah. His name's been in plenty of rumors. How have you seen him sort of push that aside? This
5: season? he uh, he's a little bit like Marky in a in a sense. Like that stuff, he, he wants to come out. And he wants to play his best. He wants to play more games all the time. And I don't I don't think he's one of the guys that would ever listen to the noise. Like in conversations with him. Um, He's not a guy that is all that flappable when it comes to that stuff. I mean, it is what it is. And there's things you can control and there's things you can't control. And that's most definitely one that you can't. So he does a really good job of making sure that when it's his time to play, um, he treats game day like it's the most important day. And he's, he's been always ready to go for us.
7: You talk about blocking out the noise, and, and on Monday night, there's obviously an opponent coming in. There's always a lot of emotion involved yeah. with with playing your former team. So on both sides, is there 48
5: hours where you really want them blocking out the noise? Um, I don't know what that noise would be. Like Matthew coming back, is that what you're? Yeah, I, I I think that was done and over with last year. The only thing that I I would look forward to that game is our crowd on Monday. Like they get excited about it for sure. So there's going to be a different energy level in the building.
1: Did you see this kind of offense from Connor Zari? No.
8: <laughs> okay. I've got the one ask. Like, not a lot of kids want him on their stick in yeah. the way that he came through in that situation.
5: Yeah, and that's the one thing from the time he's been called up, he's had that. Like, he's he's a confident guy, and we've talked about the how valuable spending time in the American League can be for a player to build confidence. Um, and he went down there, did it again. Um, not happy this year to go down and do it to start the year but he came back with a lot of confidence and what we really like about it is he hasn't really changed his game all that much he's learning to manage it a little bit better as he goes and then there's mistakes that are, are made out there but he's done a really good job of managing it and staying confident and playing to that that same type of game but i would also say that his line mates have done a really good job in working well with them so Naz and marty have have been excellent
1: a cautionary
8: tale when people want to push young kids when they're 20, 21,
5: instead of waiting. It's a hard league, and if the player's not ready for it, there's sometimes there can be more damage than good if you're starting them too young.
6: Do you find even off the ice, like the maturation or whatever, like having these young men maybe develop beyond the rank is important when it comes to coming to the show? Sure.
5: Um, you go back and look. When I was in the minors, you have Andrew and, and Raz. They were learning life, those two guys. Um, They're buying a a $2,000 car and it's barely getting to the rink every day and they don't have a clue how to pay bills, so there's a lot that's going along with it. Uh, The one great thing that we have with our situation is they're here in town, so it's awesome that we get to see them develop and when they're ready, like we've seen this year, uh, we expect them to come up and and be contributors.
6: The cars get a lot
5: better. Yeah, they do.
6: (laughs) Right, and, um the
0: games this week against the Avalanche and the Golden Knights where you guys lost those third-period leads against very high-end-skilled teams, and tonight, similar situation, but you held on to that lead. Why was tonight so
5: different? Um... Uh, goaltending uh, He made the saves when we needed him to make and then we were able to score that fourth goal. I think that was a big thing because they were coming with that momentum like we saw, but when Connor um, scored that goal, I thought it, it sucked the wind out of them again. So those two things I would say were the difference in tonight's game. We responded with that goal and when there was a save to be made, Vladdy was really good
0: that is head coach Ryan Huska post game following a 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning here at the Scotia Bank Saddledome tonight's game has been brought to you by Country Hills Toyota okay phone lines are open at 403-240-4444 text line is open at 969 960 call now text now if you want to jump in and chat on our Flames Talk post game lots more trips inside the Flames locker room lots to get to following a, a 4-2 win Flames uh, first needed to snap the losing Skid. Now, maybe they can uh, start putting something together after that. Uh, they do it with a quality win over the Lightning to snap that skid on game one of this two game homestand. Uh, more on our Flames Talk post game show, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. When we come back, this is Calgary Flames Hockey on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Flames Talk post game show continues from the Todd Stove Lounge on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. All right, Flames take a 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning here at the Scotiabank Saddledome as we continue along on your Saturday night edition of a Flames Talk post-game. Steinberg, along with you on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. The uh, thing about when you pick up a win to snap a losing skid, but that losing skid has also had a few extra time losses in it. You can turn a losing skid into a point streak in the snap of a finger. It's exactly what the Flames did. They went from a four-game losing skid to a three three-game point streak by uh, picking up a win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, I don't think we would have been calling it a three-game point streak had they lost in overtime, for instance, tonight. But because you pick up the win, hey, they're uh, 1-0-2 in their last three. Uh, and they more than anything else, they had lost six of seven games coming into tonight's game. They, they needed to stop the bleeding in any way, shape, or form first but B, I think they also needed a, a good response, a strong game, and, and I thought they got that tonight. That was, I, I thought they did some really nice things in the first period. Uh, even though it was scoreless, I thought they were the better team in the first, and Tampa looked a little sluggish. That sluggishness continued in the second, and the Flames made it even worse because Calgary really put the pressure on in period number two, got rewarded for it with three goals. Tampa woke up in the third, scored a couple, and, and, and even as you heard Blake Coleman say, when he joined us to kick off our flamestock post game tonight. Um, you know, really did a nice job of, of gearing back up and not really allowing um, the the Lightning to get back in it once they got to 3-2. They got back in it but they didn't come away with a a tying goal and they did a nice job from 3-2 on. Nice pushback as Mick said earlier as well. A good job to push back which is what you got to do. You know all of a sudden Tampa's pushing. Well you push back. They were the team in control with the lead and and they were able to push back effectively and came away with a big win. Uh, Speaking of big, how about this run that Yegor Govich is on for the Flames. We've been having some fun uh, talking about Yegor and having some fun pushing back on some people who are super critical about the Toffoli trade. Well, Yegor scores again. Uh, he is up to, on the season, 11 goals this year. That leads the team, and he also extends his point streak to 5. Five games. He's uh, point. No, his goal streak to five games. Rather, his point streak is up to six games for Sharon Govich. He has now matched Kent Nielsen from the 1980-81 season and Joe Mullen from the 85-86 season as the only players to have five-game goal streaks in their first season as a member of the Flames. That's a pretty cool stat. Uh, Sharon Govich has really started to turn some heads, change some minds, and uh, open some eyes. He's been great. And uh, Wes and I talked about him ad nauseum like it was all last week. It felt like uh, Wes and I were talking about Yegor Sharongovich and we'll probably be talking about him on Monday getting set for that Florida game as well because Sharongovich has been great and uh, that was, I I think that was his first one-timer goal of the year too and he absolutely ripped what ended up being the game-winning goal past uh, Andre Vasilevsky. That's the only goal that Vasilevsky let in tonight that I wasn't like, yeah, that's a little suspect. Um, You know, I thought Vasilevsky looked a little shaky on some of the goals he let in. Not on the Sharongovich one. That guy, that, that goal was going in on anybody because he absolutely blasted it on that really nice pass from Jordan Osterley. put it on a tee. So, uh, Yegor Govich let's hear from him up to 11 goals on the year to lead the team. He spoke post-game inside the Flames locker room. Does
6: it feel good to send some people to Vegas? Yeah,
9: I meet these guys, uh, you know, now, and they really happy, you know. And I look on the screen when they, like, win these tickets. Uh, yeah, it's fun for him, for them. Did
5: what? you sign their jersey for them?
9: Uh, no. No, they
5: didn't want that. They just <laughs> wanted the trip. <laughs> <laughs> they
10: don't want my yeah. <laughs> 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 What did they say to you when you met them?
9: Oh, they just said, thank you. Great goal, great game, you know. And keep it going.
10: <laughs> so so that's
4: 5 games in a row for goals for you. What's working for you in the offensive zone? Why are you scoring so much now?
9: I don't know, it just, you know, when I have a chance like for it, take a shot, you know, I just try, to, you know, to shoot and try to score, and, you know. Like if you shoot like, you know, 3 4 times for the game, maybe one shot it will be first goal.
6: How, how important is it just being comfortable, you've been here a couple of months now, just being, being settled in the city and with the organization?
9: Yeah, and like city, really love it, you know, our family, it's really good city for us and, you know, in the team too, like it's good teammates, you know, like good stuff, you know, everything is good and we need to play, you know, same way like we played today.
1: You're, I know you guys were just on the road but there's been a lot of excitement about you building in the city with what you've been doing
3: lately like do you feel that at all do you get a sense of the fans sort of excitement about how you're personally playing First question <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah do you talk to the fans much about how excited they are uh,
9: do
7: I, you know they're excited
6: for you
9: i know i'm actually done credit news <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
6: Do they like, come
9: up to you if you're ever out in Calgary Have you talked to fans? Uh, like on the streets or Yeah. yeah.
6: yeah.
9: I just met a couple of guys like just first months, you know, and now like I don't even remember actually. <laughs> there
0: you go. Yegor Govic who I always appreciate coming out and uh doing post game in English like that. It's very much his second language, and yet he always says yes. He always comes out and tries his absolute best, and he's pretty funny, and and uh, he got a little charm to him as he does it. By the way, those questions off the top, uh, Grant Buchanan just walked by. Um, Grant was standing there with the winners of the when Yegor scored that goal. Why all those Vegas questions at the top? It's because Yegor sent another couple. That's the second time this year somebody's got sent to Vegas in the minute to win it. Uh, I think it's the second time this year uh, that uh, Grant was questioning me. I'm pretty sure it was the second time this year that uh, the minute to win it uh, ended up going through and Sharon Govich scores. The Cowboys Casino minute to win it. They're sending uh, a lucky couple to Las Vegas thanks to Yegor Sharon Govich. That's what all those questions were at the front there guy's been a revelation over the last six weeks or last month or so and he adds another goal in a 4-2 win over Tampa Bay this evening let's get to tonight's save of the game before we hit the phone lines and the text line for the first time tonight the save of the game brought to you by Shane Holmes and tonight's save of the game comes from Dan Vladar in period number three
3: Lightning trying to set things up here, making a one-goal game again. Circuit shot, far side to Stamkos with a shot stop,
0: rebound, and point is robbed from point-blank range. A great glove save by Vladar. That ends up being one of the 31 stops made by Dan Vladar. That's the second straight 31-on-33 effort from dan vladar this evening or uh, this season as uh he's uh he allows just the two on the 33 shots tonight and that is one of his saves of the game and that is the save of the game brought to you by shane holmes for every save a flames goaltender makes shane holmes makes a donation to kids sport calgary visit shane com the better way to build and uh of course we've talked a lot about dan already but he was very strong tonight good effort Second straight really strong effort from him between the pipes here. Uh, this one at the Scotia Scotiabank Saddledome. Last one was at XL Energy Center in Minnesota. Okay, let's get to the text line for the first time tonight at nine sixty nine sixty. This reads from Calgary Al. Great game. Vladar was strong on all fronts and deserves the accolades for withstanding the pressure, especially in the last three minutes. Sharon Govich gaining more and more confidence is good for him and good for the Flames. Are you thinking Markstrom's back for Monday? I really don't see Wolf is being up for. The task against a team like Florida. Yeah, I think I think we're talking about Markstrom getting the start Monday. Uh, he practiced with the team. My my guess is Sunday um, we see Dustin Wolf go back to the American League and we see Markstrom activated off IR and then we see Markstrom now they might I, I don't know for for cap reasons cap banking reasons they might take Markstrom off IR as soon as they possibly can so maybe go Markstrom off of the IR uh for Sunday's game send Wolf back down and then from there um then you probably start, well, you are going to start Markstrom against Florida on Monday. Uh, Markstrom was back skating with the group today, this morning. So, yeah, I think he's uh, trending for a Monday start, and uh, that, is, that is most likely what we'll end up seeing. Uh, but we'll have a little bit of a better idea after Sunday's practice. But it's uh, we've been talking on Flamestock, Talk, if you're a Flamestock regular, we've been talking and kind of pinpointing Monday versus Florida as Jacob Markstrom's return for about a week now, and it still seems like it's it's trending in that direction. Uh, this from Sam. Pat Yegor continues to stay red hot. Really like his 200 foot game. I know he wasn't on score sheet once again tonight but I felt Huberdeau was at least noticeable. Do you expect Markstrom to be the starter on Monday or is there still an opportunity to give Wolf one more before being sent down with the holiday trade freeze looming? When would be the ideal time to start working the phone lines harder to start moving some of these UFAs? Uh, I already addressed the, the Markstrom front. Uh, I thought Huberdeau Huberdeau was very dangerous in especially the second period. He had three- Three really good chances to score, obviously he didn 't, but at uh, the very least he was around it, and I thought that line for the first forty minutes, you know everybody was kind of underwater in the third period, but that line of Coleman backland and Huberdo in the third period, especially were really, really strong. I sorry, in the first forty minutes rather were really, really strong tonight, and uh, Huberdo was was around it. Um, Holiday trade freeze. I, I don't think that that really impacts Craig Conroy working the phone lines or not. I think he's been. I think he's been talking. I think he's been open to it. I think he's been discussing things. I I, I don't think that there's been any let up on that front from Craig Conroy. And I think I do think as we move into the calendar year of 2024, though, as we move into January and in the second half of the season, um, that. We start to see maybe some uh, maybe a little bit more of a concerted effort to uh, make some of those moves. Uh, what else we got here? This says, great win by the boys. They had a real swagger for the first time I've seen this year. They owned Tampa in the second. I've said it before in a previous text. A.J. Greer's is a keeper. Not only is he getting points, he's an all round effective player. He also has a great shot, as we saw tonight. I also liked Vladar's game. He was brilliant, making it difficult for the Flames coaches to decide who should start. Great problem to have. This says they should keep taking care of business as the goal song. Well, I actually have news for you. It's actually not taking care of business that they were playing. It's called taking care of Christmas, which is still. So taking care of business, as we know, is a BTO song um, and and the most famous Bachman-Turner Overdrive song, of course. But taking care of Christmas is a Randy Bachman song that he wrote, like Randy Bachman of BTO fame and guess who fame wrote Taken Care of Christmas. Like, years after. I don't know when he wrote. I think it was like the 1990s. Um, No, I I think it was even later than that. It might have been into the 2000s that he recorded Taking Care of Christmas. So, it is still Randy Bachman who wrote the song, but it's not Taking Care of Business. It's Taking Care of Christmas. And this is one of the last two games the Flames will play before Christmas. So, there you go. And they've been playing Taking Care of Christmas as the Christmas time ghoul song here at the Dome for quite some time. Uh, I saw that text. And my face lit up. I get to give you useless music trivia. I'm all for it. All for it. Uh, this um, this reads from our buddy Will in BC. Just a couple of shout outs to Vladar and Zeri. Vladar definitely contributed to the win with his 939. And Zeri, I just wanted to mention, I did some math. And at the rate he's scoring after 21 games, in 31 games, he'd be the leading scorer on the team with 10 goals and 23 points. A good game to watch and a nice win. This from our buddy Dylan in Revelstoke. Always excited to see Manjapani get all that deployment he deserves by constantly driving play and being an elite finisher, distributor, skater, and battle winner. Dylan, of course, is being sarcastic. Um, big W for the boys. They really want to show Murray that they may be able to get him two or three games of playoff revenue. Dylan seems to really be upset these days when the Flames win. Um, Dylan, you can't control it, man. You just gotta. You're gonna have to let things play out, and I'm telling you, Craig Conroy's very, very. He's 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 gonna trade the UFAs if they don't sign. You, I I just I want to keep telling you that, Dylan. I know you're very worried about all of a sudden they're gonna sign all three guys. I don't think that's gonna happen either. Whether they beat Tampa tonight or didn't beat Tampa tonight. Uh Seb from McKenzie. Not going to lie, I held my breath from that second Tampa goal until Zeri scored to make it 4-2. No passengers tonight impressed with how hungry the Flames were for the puck all game, creating to one of the most impressive and dominant second periods in recent memory. Good game and good night. Uh, this says, evening, Pat. I never had a chance to watch or listen to the game. Was Huberto on the lineup, and would you consider moving Sharon Govich for a first? I... I, I, I I, I was probably a troll text when I'm all when, when I'm thinking about it. Uh, Huberdo was in the lineup, played pretty well, um, and I, I think Yegor is here for a little while. Uh, this from Lucas and Peace River. Love the compete from the guys tonight. And how about Sharky? This stretch from Yegor, in my opinion, is making Conroy look like a bandit with that deal at nine sixty nine sixty. That's the text line on this Saturday night. Let's uh, get to the phone lines. Uh, text lines open at nine sixty nine sixty. Phone lines are 403-240-4444. Let's get to them right now on your post game show, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Pat Steinberg along with you following a 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we will kick it off by saying hello to Josh. What's up, Josh?
8: Hey, Pat. How you doing? Just want to say, first and foremost, big fan of the show. Listen to you guys all the time. Uh, I haven't called in a while, but if I may, I'm going to offer a hot take just to see what you guys think about it. All right. Uh, So I'm just, first of all, I'm happy we beat Tampa Bay after 2004. That's always going to be a scar on my soul. But what bugs me is the fact that what this season is leading toward is just another season of perpetual mediocrity where we're going to finish probably a few points out of the playoffs, get another middle-of-the-pack draft pick, and not make any progress we're stuck with some bad contracts you know we got to get these rookies in we got to trade out these bad contracts we got to trade out obviously the ufas before the diminishing returns lock kicks in we got to get the most that we can i don't think any time would be better than now than to trade Vladar. he's been playing unbelievable but i mean we got to get a top five pick the last time we had a high draft pick was kachuk we all know what happened there so i say we gotta shift gears, look toward the future when that new building is built and Iggy goes behind the bench to be the head coach. We actually have a little bit of hope. What's your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I don't, I, do, I don't know about Iggy as the head coach, um, but um, I, I do like I, I don't think, and I'm not trying to be a, uh, I'm not trying to be a, a um, you know, I'm not trying to be flippant, but I don't know if saying that they need to go in a different direction or trade out some of their UFAs is all that hot of a take? Because I think that's what's going to happen, man. I think they're going to go in that direction. And I think that they are looking right now to to maximize their UFAs as best they can.
8: Fair enough. I guess maybe I should rework that question. I mean, if we got a decent roster, but again, the key word there is decent. So would any time than now be better than to get rid of these people obviously there's a trade freeze coming up you can't do that but maybe that's a perfect time for conroy to really look into getting max value and i'm not saying we tank but i mean if we can get rid of all the people that aren't Going to be here or don't want to be here to really set ourselves up for the next five to ten years. I feel like right now is a good time to capitalize on that. You said Markstrom's coming back on Monday. He's going to get the start. We all know Dustin Wolf is the future. Lindholm doesn't want to be here. He's got to go. Hannafin probably doesn't want to be here either. So let's.
0: Well, Josh, I don't know if it's like. Youth. I don't know if it's uh, right now, as in, like, right this instant, but I do think that you're in the pocket. Like, the the trade deadline is a little bit more than two months away. It's about two and a half months away. So, like, we're talking about between now and the trade deadline. Uh,
8: uh, True, very true. And my only concern is if we keep this roster intact, we're going to maintain that 500 middle of the pack. Kind of standard and keep going that route, and then we're not even if they really-
0: even if they uh, even if they do make a few of these trades, I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get the top five pick that you're talking about. I, I don't know, and that maybe maybe others disagree, and that's fine. But I, for me, Josh, I, I don't know if that this season is is really in the equation now if they can get a couple of first round picks in these deals that they make that's a different story but you know i i i don't i don't know if the immediate plan between now and the trade deadline is realistically to get a high top five pick i just i don't know if that's going to happen realistically fair enough
8: may i may i ask one question on that point How long have we been saying that as a fan base? How many years in a row have we been having that discussion? Is Well, I don't know if now's the time to blow it up. I don't know if now's the time to blow it up. I'm not even
0: saying that. I'm just saying that. Well, I mean, first of all, realistically, Josh, they're not going to blow it up, whether whether you want them to or not. I don't think they're going to completely nuke the whole thing, um, but I do think they're going to go in a younger direction. I do think when they make some of these trades, you're going to see more of the youth infused. I think I think there's a very good chance, Josh, that between now and the trade deadline when some of these moves are made they will bring back multiple additional picks maybe another prospect or two and not even just a prospect but NHL ready players that they can try in the NHL lineup between now and the end of the season and I also believe that Dustin Wolf and Matt Coronado and maybe one or two other players from the Wranglers right now will all be playing regular minutes on the Flames between now and the end of of the season and between now and the trade deadline so in a lot of ways you're you're going to i think you're going to get a lot of the things that you're saying
11: fair
8: enough well i know you probably got a lot of phone calls but i'll leave you with my my dream for the future my dream is sure. that you know we set the team up for the future i got a sick feeling that drome will be the coach i know there's been no public discussion about it but when that new building is built conroy's the gm iggy's the head coach who doesn't want to play for a guy whose name is in the raptors and they finally get that ring that they should have got almost 20 years ago. How does that sound?
0: Sounds all right, Josh. That that, that sounds fine. Well, Pat, thank you for your time. Be well, Matt. Appreciate the call. You too. 403-240-4444 is your phone number following a Flames 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning on this Saturday night. Let's say hello to George. What's up, Georgie?
12: Not much, Patty. How are you doing tonight, my friend?
0: I'm good.
13: Good.
12: Ah, uh, to what that caller was saying before, I think. uh I think actually, again, I will end up being the assistant GM, like actually assistant GM. I don't know if he'll be the coach. I, although I know he's he, he's coached before, not at a high level, of course. But I don't know. I just, that's that's the feeling I get. I think that is going to be Conroy, and then the Nguilna right underneath them, like side by side. That's that's my prediction. I,
0: I could see that.
12: Yeah. Talked about him a lot. Uh, I'm not going to go into length tonight because it would just be broken record time, but all I'm going to say is two words. Sharon Govich rules. I'm going to leave it at that. Love this guy. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> I, See, I so, thought, so maybe, you know, George, maybe, just before we just before we move on, maybe George's hot takes about a trade being horrible the night it gets made. Maybe, maybe you're like, oh, you know, maybe in future I'll let it play out a little bit. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe you're right.
12: Maybe you're right, Patio. Oh. Hey, man. Uh, I'm
0: just buddy, I'll saying. take
12: the L and I'll give you the W uh, when it's right. I, I
0: don't need the W. I don't care. I didn't make the trade. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you no. Know. Hey. hey, man. Look, sometimes it, it, sometimes I if you call, let hey, things play said, out a little bit, it's better for your mental health.
12: Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's uh, no argument for me, my friend. Uh, let's hope it stays that way, but no argument for me. You're right. Um, love Sharkey. I, I always thought Michael Frolik, and we've said this, we've had these discussions in the past, but I always thought Michael Frolik was the best free agent signing the Flames have made in the last decade. But Blake Coleman's taking that over from you right now. Uh, the guy's been unreal all year. I, I actually think he's he is so far the best free agent signing they've made, and FroLeak is number two. What do you think about that take?
0: Uh, you got to put Tanev in there, too. That would be the only other thing I'd say. Oh, is that Tanev yeah. needs to be in that conversation, yeah. too. But I you got, yeah, Blake Coleman, yeah. who's been dynamite this year, uh, he all the guy has done has been since he th- – there has not been a bad season that he's played. So he's two and almost two and a half seasons into his time as a member of the Flames. Hasn't had a bad season. He's had three good seasons or or, or two and a half good seasons. This one's his best. But he's been as advertised – since he's gotten here, the dollar figure and the length, I'm not worried. I, I know there was, uh, and I think even for good reason, there was a little bit of uh, worry about the term when he signed it um, just because of his age. But I, I, I'm a whole lot less worried about that now as we approach midway through Coleman's contract. So, yeah, I, I think it's, it's absolutely one of the best free agent signings they've made over the last decade or so, no question.
12: And he's definitely worth every penny of that money right now. Right now, he is. I don't think anybody can argue that. He's worth every penny of that But even he's before, right I now.
0: thought he was. Even before, yeah, no, he, I don't yes, think he was yes, ever yes, yeah. poor value on it.
12: No, true. I, I, yeah, by no means that I mean to insinuate that he ever was. He. What I should have said, let me rephrase that as he has been worth every penny from yeah. the drop, like from day one till now, he has been. And that's, uh, what is this? Is this year two or three?
0: This is year three.
12: Year three, I mean, yeah. (sighs) Three years? Yes, sir. Two big thumbs up. Absolutely. Um, What did you think of Jordan Osterly tonight?
0: I liked him tonight. Nice pass uh, to Sharon Govich. Um, You know, I actually haven't minded Osterly at all since Tanev's injury he just there was one play that he made that that ended up in the back of Calgary's and at a wrong time um that was in the Vegas game where he made the soft play trying to push it back to Weger didn't get the. it did get there but it got there way too slowly and as a result Weger was under pressure and and he ended up um you know he kind of got put in a really bad spot and it was in a lose-lose situation and then it got pushed to the um got pushed to the front of the net, and that's where uh, Carlson ended up scoring the game-tying goal. But other than that one moment, I think Osterley actually's done a really nice job since Tanev's gone down, and I thought he was fine tonight.
12: I completely agree, and I was actually going to bring that up. That's the only real uh, uh, bluff he's made, like you know, a mistake he's made so far was a uh, giant mistake anyway, was that the, in the Vegas game. Otherwise, I thought he's been actually really good since Tanev was gone down. So kudos to him, because I know his... His year has been like when he's been in the lineup, it's been like a roller coaster, right? Like up, down, up, down. You see the best oh, yeah, of him, you see the sure. worst. But no, but he's been, yeah, he's been really good since Tanev's gone down. Um, what what are, you, what, are you, what are you hearing on the ETA for Tanev coming back? Monday. Nice. Right on. Okay, my friend. Well, I'll let you go. Um I'm trying to decide if that, Calgary was good tonight, no doubt about it. Uh, that third period was a little scary. I'm not going to lie. I thought Tampa was going to come back. <laughs> That's a little bit of PTSD from all the blown leads, but kudos to them. You know, Connor Zeri continues to be a revelation as well on this team. Unbelievable what he's doing. It was unexpected and, and, and a good unexpected. And, uh, yeah, credit to the boys for, uh, for beating Tampa tonight. So we move on to the next game, and uh, I hope you have a good night, my friend.
0: Thanks, Georgie. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, 403-240-4444 is your phone number following a Flames 4-2 win over Tampa Bay. did is your Flames Talk post-game show with Tony up next. Hello, Tony. Hey, Pat. How are you, man? I'm good. How How's are going? you? Good, good,
14: thanks. Um, uh, uh, second period, from the best second period in the last two or three years I've seen. <laughs> they came out, to control controlled, to played a real good team, uh, Team uh, uh, game there on that uh, second period—that's for sure. And uh, man, Lind- Lindholm's tapped out, brother. Hey, he just didn't play that good tonight. I didn't think. Like think uh, fine
0: tonight, had another had another assist. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I thought I thought he was pretty decent against Minnesota. Thought he was. I, don't I didn't know. think he was great tonight, but I thought he was good tonight. I don't think he's tapped out. I don't think that he's. Yeah. I don't think he's checked out.
14: Yeah, the defensive zone it was the face-offs. Did he even win one in the defensive end?
0: I right. uh, I don't like know. It. I mean, he was he was thirty nine percent tonight. It wasn't great in the face-off dot oh. tonight. Yeah, you know
14: what, Pat? Uh, you know, one player like I uh, the last three games and playing real good is Gilbert. I have to admit, he's uh, yeah. uh, he's been playing his solid. Uh, you know, defensive, tough game. He's not making many mistakes. And um, and the thing is, yeah. Uh, and you know what, Pat? Out of all these UFAs we have, right? The only one I would try to sign is Hannafin. Honest. I, uh, I'm telling you, he, I haven't been that big of a fan of Hannafin in the past years. But I think he's, he's playing really good this year. He's uh, uh, Do you think there's any chance he would? he would stay or is that both
0: uh, gone? i i think that there i think that there is still uh, an openish door on it um i think it's more closed now than it has been uh, because they were close going back earlier in the season and then the hanafin camp kind of backed away and the flames kind of backed away so i still think that there is a Pretty decent lean from the Hannafin side to play south of the border. Um, So, but in saying that, I don't think the door is completely closed on it either. Uh, I just, I think you got to be careful in in terms of this one because I think you can get an absolute home run return for Hannafin on the trade market. So you just, you have to weigh what you're going to get for Hannafin in a trade, at least in my opinion, with also. The, the potential overpay that like they were talking about uh, seven times seven and a half was the 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 dollar figure in term range that was being thrown around on on a contract for Hannafin before it didn't get signed. So I just I think you need to you need to do some real weighing of scales before you make a decision.
14: Yeah I guess so. I guess it was a talent one, Patrick. You know what, I I know the closer gets to the trade on the deadline, the probably the more you'll get from but I mean if I could get something now
0: I would just take it. Tony, Tony, but, uh, Tony, 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 what is wrong with your phone? It sounds like you're talking uh talking through your hand through a sock.
14: How's that? Is that
0: better? Yes, that's, that's better. All good?
14: Continue okay, your point. Sorry, sorry about that, huh? <laughs> Yeah, kind of like um It's all good. Yeah. Uh, just um, you know the way you know he's injury prone. Like I, I know closer to the deadline, probably get more for him. But I mean, if, I, if something came up now, I I would take it. Right? It's it's
7: Montana. It's,
14: yeah, Montana. Like, that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm you know it's um you know you, you, just because we're winning a few games here, you still got to trade these guys and uh, try to get some assets for them. You know what I mean? Like you said, we're going to be a 500 team. That's yeah. it is what it is, right? We might make the playoffs. You never know. Weirder things have happened, but uh, you still got to go with the young guys and and get draft picks and and build that way. I think, and you know, keep some some veteran players, and you go from there, right? That's what I think. Yeah, and
0: I think I I do think I do think there's a pretty strong chance that at some point Tanav does get traded. Yeah.
14: Yeah. Yeah, that's about all I had, Todd. I'll let you get to the other callers, but I'll actually take my call, bud.
0: Good to hear from you, Tone. We'll talk soon, man. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. 403-240-4444 is your phone number following a 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Haven't heard from this gentleman in quite some time. Uh, let's uh, let's head all the way to Hong Kong and say hello to our uh, buddy James. James, welcome back to post Postgame. How you doing? I'm well, Pat. Long time
15: not calling. How are you doing?
0: I'm well. It's uh, good to hear from you and uh, good to have you back.
15: Yeah, and you still remember me, right?
0: Absolutely. As soon as I, as soon as I saw so, James from Hong Kong on my call screen, um, I went immediately to you. I don't want to keep you waiting on hold too long all the way in Hong Kong. So I was like, well, let's let's get to James now. Oh,
15: thanks so much. I appreciate that. Okay, um, I, I would like to say a few things. First of all, you have been doing so well um, on the podcast and also the, uh, the, um, the radio here. And I've been listening, although I didn't call you because I tried it sometimes and I couldn't get through. Just so uh, I, w- I would like you to know. And
0: Well, I appreciate that. Also, That's very nice of you.
15: <laughs> yeah. And also, um, I'd like to talk about a few players. Uh, I've been. Um, I like uh, Zari, Kadri, Coleman, and uh for the past few games. It was a um, disappointed last year withdrawal and Kachar leaving the team, and so I didn't call. But this year, uh, seeing a few young players uh, coming to play, and I'm really happy for that. And um, and I, I hope the team can uh, turn around a little bit because they are still under 500. And the second They day, are still under 500. Yep. Yes, yeah. Two games, right? Yeah, you, you see. I, I've yes, been two games now. Closely. Yeah. And um, I, I like the callers, you know, from the uh, uh, calling, uh, calling you, like uh, George and yeah. uh, Robert. Although last time I, 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 I noticed that you and Robert talked. Um, Strongly, I would say. <laughs> I don't know what, <laughs> how, how should I describe it, <laughs> but you know, I like the course. You know, I always like the, fa- the, the fans. Okay, and um, that's awesome. The, yeah, and 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 you know what I will talk about is the player number ten. It has been a very yeah. disappointing year, and uh, I I don't mean to be a jerk or to. Uh, without respect, uh, just I, I, no, we don't know how how he can turn it around this year. Even last year, you know, he has been playing more than hundred games now, right?
13: Mhm. Mhm.
15: Yep. Yeah. Uh, just, just wondering. I, I had a crazy thought. Is it possible for Huberto to unilaterally offer a pay cut to the Flames? Just say, "Oh, I want to." The Flames to do well to to, to Under the, is it allowed under the CBA agreement, or or had it happened before like that? Do you know? No,
0: unfortunately, in the NHL, you're when you sign a contract, uh, unless you're bought out, um, you are you are the, that's that's your contract. So, no, uh, that is uh, not a possibility.
15: Okay, I see. You have to honor the contract. Okay, I see. And and also, Pat, I would like to know your comment. Um, it's about like twenty some games now. The performance of uh, Coach Husker. What do you think about his like like uh, replacing Sutter now? Like, how do you like him?
0: I. Uh, that's a good question. I. I. Uh, it's it's funny that hasn't really been that really hasn't been asked. And and I that's a fair question. I. I think Ryan's done a, a really solid job so, job so far you know I know there was a lot of um there, there wasn't a lot of um people in love with the decision to put Huberto in the shoot shootout on Thursday yeah. versus Minnesota but uh I I think by and large I a couple things that stand out to me with the job that that Ryan Huska has done as head coach this year uh number one the guys play for him like they're they the efforts the compete the you know uh all of that stuff is really high and they play for them and and I think that's important uh because last year um we we saw a team that at, at times didn't do that uh, under Daryl Sutter, and and there were different reasons for that, and there's not even trying to make excuses, but there's a big-time compete level with this group, and they don't quit on games, Uh, so I I like the way that... I like the efforts. I like the way that they play for this coach. uh, Tactically... I've, I've liked his, I, I do like his in-game management. I know some don't, but I I uh, actually have quite appreciated his in-game management, the way that he has shortened benches in games where he hasn't felt certain players are going. And he doesn't really play favorites. We've seen him bench Jonathan Huberdeau. Um, we've seen him sit down Andrew Mangipani, We've seen him really go heavy on A.J. Greer or Connor Zary when they're going well. Uh, So I like his in-game management. I think that they still have a lot of work to do when it comes to their power play. Uh, But I I think by and large, I actually myself have been pretty impressed with what I've seen from year one under Huska on this team. I think there's more positives than negatives in, in a big way, if you ask me.
15: Okay, thank you for that. I think it's a fair comment. And um, when, to be honest, when he was hired by Conroy, I wasn't so—I um, shouldn't say happy, but I, I was thinking maybe uh, are there other coaches that you know has more, more, more experience that we can hire instead of him? And um, and and also at that point, I I noticed he didn't. Win any like cups right, like the Memorial Cups or, or other title mm-hmm. right? I check on the wiki, so I, I I wasn't have uh uh much faith in him, but we'll see. Okay, given you know uh, after listening to your comments, we'll see. I didn't pay much attention to the in-game management and also like the players play players play for him something like that, and that's why I say you. Uh, have said something good. And uh, maybe finally, when we hire a new coach, we, we always talk about a system. Maybe you can give me a 101 lesson. What are we talking about when a new coach is hired? What systems do we referring to? Can you, can you share a little bit about
0: it? Yeah, so a, a lot of times, so so the big the biggest systematic change that the Flames made this year was the way they play away from the puck in their own zone. So when they don't have the puck on their stick, um, last year and and under Daryl Sutter for the last two and a half years, uh, they played. Uh, um, it, it was more of a. Uh, what, what we've referred to it as kind of a man-on-man to a zone-type switch, which is, is essentially what it is. Um, there was a lot of chasing, uh, and not chasing in a bad way, but there was a lot of shadowing and a lot of chasing that went on um, and marking that went on uh, under Daryl Sutter where um, you had your own man in the, uh, in the defensive zone, and you stuck with that man. Uh, whereas this is a little bit more uh, about switching and about staying in your area, uh, and that's been a little bit of an adjustment, but one that I think is has really started to um, that, that's really they, they've started to catch on, and, and I, it really hasn't been all that much of an effort at all of late, so or or an issue of uh, of late at all. Um, so that's that, that was the biggest systematic change. Um, they, they, they've made a couple of other subtle things with some of the ways they try to go about generating offense in the offensive zone. Um, some of their shot selection, that stuff has changed as well. But the biggest systematic change is that change away from the puck in the uh, in the defensive zone.:
15: Oh, thank you. I noticed that too. I noticed that when they are in defending zone, they they play their positioning, like not 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 like chasing man on man, but sometimes I notice yeah. a big gap between the the defense player and the attacking player. You know, there there's a big empty gap, so so the attacking player can shoot the puck, like doing the big slap shot, something like that. That's something that I, I'm I'm still not very comfortable. You know, seeing a big gap between the players. You do you know what I mean? Like, well, the on are the... in defense.
0: The, and, and, Gaps are something that they're still working on. Uh, that's, that's an area okay. that I know that they feel that they can still get better at is, is making it so they can take, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, James, when we use the term uh, taking away time and space, that's exactly what we're talking about is gaps. And okay. that's, that's an area that I do know that the Flames are, you know, they, they still think that they can, uh, when, they, when they don't have the puck, that's an area they feel like they can uh, still improve in.
15: Okay. Thank you so much, Pat. Last one. Will the Flames get into the playoffs this year? <laughs> Last question.
0: Sure, because that's better for everybody. So I would like to see that. So I'm going to say yes.
15: Okay. I'll call again. Okay, Pat, you have a good day and uh, keep,
0: keep up your good uh, podcasting, podcasting. Thank you so much. James, great to hear from you, my friend. Be well, hey? Be well. Okay, bye. James all the way from Hong Kong that's awesome always cool when you get somebody you know we've had a couple guys call from uh, we have had a few people actually uh, call from Australia before Hong Kong uh, I know we've got a few listeners that are always dialed in Thailand uh, I got a I know in Berlin Germany uh, we have uh, one of the biggest hardcore hockey fans hockey not just hockey fans uh, hardcore Flames fans on the planet uh, is in Berlin eh, Flames Talks worldwide I love it it's awesome uh one more call before we go back inside the flames locker room let's hear from Anand on a flames talk post game where the flames take a 4-2 win over tampa bay Anand, what's going on
16: good evening patty how are you
0: i'm good how are you doing
16: yeah doing good yeah if i so uh first of all let us make a quick off topic note uh, if I were to be, let's say, the hockey season was happened to um, be around July or August, I would probably uh, be in vacation. So I would be calling in from India. So I would be also considered one of your international fans. But I'm in Calgary now, so that's amazing. All right. Uh, good morning. Where, where would you be?
0: Uh, where would you be? Where would you be calling from in India? Uh, South India, Kerala. Okay. Okay. Cool.
16: Yeah, all right. Uh next point, uh yeah, great win tonight. Uh Conasari, um, Sharangovich, AJ Gray. Those three players always keep impressing me no matter what situation they are in. I just want to salute them or say thank you to them for their hard work and uh momentum that they keep up during the game without the without them it would be a totally different game or uh, game style. So amazing work by them. I have one question for you, though. Uh, Tonight, uh, what did you think of uh, Dylan Dubé? I checked his score sheets. Uh, He had zero shots, zero assists, zero points, and then Roshitska also took. Do you have their ice time numbers with them and say compare them with uh, how did you think they played tonight?
0: Um. So, Dubay and who? Arushitska. Uh, oh, Arushitska. Okay. Um. Yeah. Dubé played 9:09. Ruzicka played 9:31. I actually thought, and and they they had when when Tampa turned the game from three nothing to three two. Um, Ryan Ryan Huska did shorten his bench a little bit, so that line uh, saw their ice time trim back a little bit. Uh, but I actually thought that line with Ruzicka, Dubé, and Greer had themselves a really good night. Um, they spent a lot of time on the attack. Uh, I don't think that. Um, dialing back some of the ice time for Dubay and Ruzichka was actually because they played poorly tonight. It was more just because y- y- you're you don't when when the other team is limiting their fourth line. A lot of times when you're the team because. Tampa was in chase mode and was using Stamkos and Kucherov and Point and just throwing those guys out there as much as they could Um, that that means that you dial back so John Cooper on the Tampa side dialed back the amount of time he was using his fourth line so a lot of times if you're Ryan Huska you dial back how much you use your fourth line A.J. Greer was definitely the guy that was maybe going the most on that line so he got a few extra shifts in the third period but I actually thought Dube Rizicca Greer is a line in the first 40 minutes played really strong tonight so i and i thought you know i thought dubay played well in minnesota on thursday thought he played well tonight was around it and and i thought rosicka was just fine tonight so i actually uh didn't mind that line or um those two guys uh that you're talking about specifically i thought they all had pretty decent games yeah
16: definitely especially uh the fourth line was a little i think in the second period Uh, when they put a little bit uh, more offensive and pressure for Tampa Bay. So, yeah, definitely. I have one question for you uh, regarding Hubert Do I know he got a couple good chances or looks to deny a couple of shots. Do you think that's a sign of him improving a little bit from here on?
0: I don't know. I don't know. It was was like he did have a few good chances, and that's good. Um, But I I don't know. It'll all – he's – He's that that needs to be a regular thing, right?
16: Yeah, true. Alright, thanks Pat. Uh, thanks so much for uh taking my call. Have a good night and talk to you on Monday.
0: Okay, pal. Good to hear from you, man. And uh, we'll talk to you Monday. Uh, let's do this. The phone lines remain open at 403-240-4444. The text line remains open at nine We'll get back to the phone lines and the text line as our Flames Talk postgame show continues on this Saturday night following a Flames 4-2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. But right now, let's head back inside the Flames locker room. Another goal from Connor Zeri, his seventh goal of the season, and it was a big and Goal late in the third period. Let's hear from Connor post postgame following a 4 2 win over the Lightning tonight. Can you take us
1: through that
11: goal you scored in the third pair? Yeah, I, I just mentioned to Ryan outside that uh, Cads a couple shifts before that I was just kind of telling me, uh, take the puck north, take the puck north with it. So I think that was kind of in the back of my head. I kind of just grabbed it and, and went down the ice and was kind of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, was kind of fighting off the guy who is who, who was uh, behind me. And, and I was just thinking to myself, get the puck on net. And I, I got kind of lucky with that one, but I think you, you take them as you can get them. Did you know who was on you? Uh, no, I didn't feel. Him. Brandon Hagel, right? yeah. Oh. Were you
10: comfortable with going ahead of uh, Uyghur like this? Uh, <laughs> no,
11: I don't. I don't feel very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> just but the comfort level
0: in the game situations. Here, we've talked in the past just about you gaining confidence and and, and kind of
10: finding uh, new wrinkles to your game and feeling comfortable in trying some of that one-on-one stuff. Does,
11: yeah, can you address that? Yeah, for sure. I think. Uh, just overall, like tonight, I, I didn't feel like I had my best game, but I think there's opportunities even even when you don't have it. Uh, you, know, you don't feel like you have your best game that night to, to kind of still do something right and, and do something positive every shift. So... Uh, I think that was kind of in the back of my head, just kind of, if I made a mistake or, or I knew I kind of didn't have it, I think i just kind of bear down a little bit and, and play a little better. But uh, I think overall, yeah, the confidence has been good. I think it's it's been easy with this group and, and, and it's been fun coming to the rink. and. Um, we've had some ups and downs, but I think uh, it's obviously nice when you win. But uh, definitely the confidence is, is high. Is, there,
6: is it reassuring when a veteran like Kadri is telling you to drive the net and then you know go north instead of past? Like, is it is it reassuring when you've got a guy like that in your ear telling you to use your skill set?
11: Yeah, 100%. I, I've mentioned it lots before. I think he he's always got little things for me, and and they're usually nothing nothing big. It's just little things that little details that make my game better and, and are going to make me a better player. So when you have someone that uh, like that on the bench in the dressing room I think that's telling you those little things it's, it helps a lot
4: how did, that, how did that first 10 minutes of the period of the second period feel from from the ice level because from up top it looked like you guys were starting to build starting to build it seemed like you didn't really give Tampa much of a chance to to let the pressure off
11: Yeah we, we talked about that after the game it was probably one of our better periods of the season I think we were just kind of Rolling four lines and and going at them in the offensive zone. We had a lot of movement. We had a lot of uh, a lot of puck movement, a lot of feet movement, and I think that's what makes teams successful. When you can get hem teams in and and roll roll your lines over and and keep them keep them tired, and and I think that's what worked for us in that second period, and that's why we were so successful.
7: There've been a lot of exciting games here and are in this team, you know, ups and downs, twists and turns. Nice just kind of have one where you open up a lead, protect the lead, won the game,
10: straightforward?
11: Yeah, for sure. We, we always want to play with a lead, and, and you want to get that first one of the game, and, and you want to go into the third with a lead and and be confident in in yourself and in the team to, to kind of bear down and get that win. So I think that's a huge step for us. I know we kind of went off the gas a little bit to start the third, but to kind of just regroup and we re- regather and, and find that win's big for us.
5: You've accomplished a lot in your short time here, but you've never
11: Want a fan a trip to Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw that goal going. I just saw them on the screen cheering, and and I just saw the TV timeout, and, and then we went down and scored. I think uh, we like we like I just talked about. We had a really good second period, and, and we were able to lock things down in the third. and um, hopefully, one day in, in my career, I can win someone a trip to Vegas. <laughs> they, they should have felt
0: pretty good when
1: they saw it was Yegor yeah. the out yeah. there, shouldn't they? The way are no, going.
11: Yeah, 100%. He's, he's been hot, and, and we have a lot of guys going right now and, and a lot of guys contributing, but he's definitely one of those guys that, that's finding the back of the net big time.
0: There you go. Connor Zeri post game following tonight's Flames 4 2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. He scored a big one. Um, he gave it a. Uh, Really nice individual effort. Um, Fought off the lightning forward who was chasing him. Went upstairs on Andre Vasilevsky. Really uh, another solid night for Connor Zeri. That line uh, with him, Pospisil, and Kadri was really strong once again this evening, too. So uh, good night from Connor Zeri this evening as uh, he helps the Flames to a 4-2 victory this evening. Um, Let's get to tonight's Player with Heart, brought to you by HeartFit Clinic. You know who I really thought it a subtly strong game? game tonight was Noah I uh, had an assist in the win played 24 25 which was the second most in the game behind only Rasmus Anderson's 25 46 he had six shot attempts three of those shots got on net I, I thought Noah Hannafin had himself a really solid night and uh, just very steady solid night was around it in a good way all night long so I'm going to go Noah Hannafin player with heart tonight brought to you by HeartFit Clinic for heart fit assessments and proven treatments not available at your doctor's office visit heartfit.ca the Flames will uh, finish off this homestand Monday when they take on the other Florida team they took on the West Florida team tonight they'll take on the uh, South Florida team on Monday when they take on the Panthers. Our Flames Talk post game shows available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Pat Steinberg along with you on your Flames Talk post game here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. And tonight's game has been brought to you by Country Hills Toyota. Let's go uh, back inside the Flames locker room for a final time tonight. Let's hear from Mackenzie Weger, named tonight's number one star. Another goal. He's up to a career high, tying eight goals on the season. Here's Mackenzie Weger post game after a 4 2 win over the
5: lightning Uh, that's uh gotta feel extra good to score against that team
10: yeah i mean it's satisfying for sure um you know we played hard though i gotta give credit to the whole team tonight um just i thought it was a full 60 minutes from everybody um but yeah it's always nice beating those guys for sure
6: you're second now, I think, in, in league scoring for defensemen behind only Quinn Hughes. I don't know if you knew that. And like, <laughs> How does it feel to be in, in yeah. that rare company right yeah, now? Yeah,
10: I mean, it feels good. I'm, I'm honestly just happy I'm contributing. Um, you know, it's coming... Um, you know, every game right now, i, I got to let it ride, I think, a little bit. But, um, you know, I've talked about this a lot with everybody here. I'm just trying to be a threat out there. and um, You know, it's something that we've talked about, you know, with that whole decor is getting our shots through. And, um, you know, it's been going for us. But, um, you know, it's nice that they're, they're going in and I'm, you know, one behind, or a couple behind Quinner. You,
5: would you be fine if we kept talking about it with you all season then? if you Yeah, this yeah, please,
10: <laughs> keep, keep talking. I, I'm a little superstitious, so just take me one-on-one eh, and just let's talk about it here. <laughs> Last couple of games, uh, there's been some talk about uh, locking down a lead in the mm-hmm. third period, and you guys were able to do that. Even though you knew that Tampa was fine in another gear, mm-hmm. how did you lock it down? Yeah, you know, I thought... Um, you know, they got they got a good power play. They obviously scored on the power play, and, you know, they got one there. But, you know, even when it was 3-2 there, I thought that, you know, the bench was calm. You know, and other nights I thought, you know, sometimes you could get a little frustrated other nights. Uh, but tonight we stayed calm. We stuck with it. Um, you know, Zara came up with a massive goal for us. Um, you know, that's that's huge for us. But we just stayed calm and composed on the bench. Um, you know, that just like in other games, like I said, I think sometimes you can get a little frustrated or a little um, nervous with the puck when they start climbing back like that.
12: His confidence is noticeable,
10: even mm-hmm. taking your spot in the media. Yeah, wow. It's, uh, we'll have <laughs> to talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about that, but we'll keep the confidence with him. I love it. You know that he's having a great year, a great season for us. Um, he's a great kid in the locker room as well. We love having him, and the success is, is great to see from him right now. It's awesome.
4: Is that second period sort of the template of how you guys think your team can play and should play all the time?
10: Absolutely. I thought you know that was probably our best, our best period of the year. Uh, I thought we were moving the puck quick. They were grinding the D down. The D were jumping up. Um, you know, we were breaking the puck out well. I thought we checked hard. We were on, you know, the good side of the puck. Um, you know, that was great to see from us. Hopefully we can keep building on that. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll go over it and we'll show some great clubs, um, some things that we need to improve on. But I thought that was a great, great period by our team.
6: How fun is it when you have the green light to jump in the play as a defenseman? Like, like it does seem like you guys are looser as a core. Like, how fun yeah. is it when you've been given the green light? <laughs> yeah,
10: it's great. You know, I think... That was that's part of our skill set. I think we got a lot of capable D back there that are jumping up in the rush that can make plays. And when we're doing that, when we're playing like that, you know, we can build off that stuff. Our confidence are high. You know, we're making plays. We're feeling good. Um, the the lines are rolling. It's it feels it feels good to get in there and, and contribute offensively. And I thought we did a great job shutting it down, shutting their big boys Do down. You guys got
14: hyped up for a minute to win it. Go.
10: Uh, I didn't even pay attention to that one tonight, but absolutely. I love getting somebody to Vegas. I sent somebody there last year, but I think Sharky did it this year for somebody. Absolutely. It's great to send somebody there. They're all pumped up, but I honestly didn't even know it was a minute to win it there. That's great. Though. Does
6: he know that he did that? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I saw it afterwards, but I,
10: I hope, I'm sure he's going to go meet, meet with them after the game. Yeah. But um, he did. Yeah, he did. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm sure Sharky oh, yeah. will go out and uh, maybe we'll be there. I don't know if it, when they're going to go, but that's awesome. I love sending somebody to Vegas. Hopefully they don't lose all their money. It yeah. yeah. <laughs> <But>, would <laughs> <And laughs> do good to be rolling as the
0: next team comes to town.
10: Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for that game. It'll be a fun one.
0: There you go. That is Mackenzie Wieger post game following tonight's 4 2 win over Tampa. We've heard from Mackenzie Wieger. We've heard from Yegor Sharangovich. We've heard from Connor Zeri. We've heard from head coach Ryan Huska. Plus, we were joined live by assistant coach Mark Savard and live by Blake Coleman. That's why you come to Flames Talk post game. You don't get that anywhere else following Flames games. And uh, we continue along on this Saturday night. Steinberg along with you. It's time to look ahead. Looking ahead, brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech. Fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit Oncolyticsbiotech.com. And uh, that game that Randy Sportak just asked Mackenzie Wieger about is the game against his former team, the Florida Panthers. Now, he's already done this a couple times already, but still, it's the Panthers in here on Monday night for a 7.30 face-off right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan will be on the air at 6.30 with your Flames warm-up. It's on television on Sportsnet 1. Flames swept the two-game season series between the uh, Panthers and themselves last year. They took a 5-4 shootout win in Florida and then won here a few days later, 6-2 at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Overall, Calgary has dominated this head-to-head matchup over the last number of years. 6-1-1 one and one against the Panthers in their last eight meetings dating back to the 2018-19 season. So see if they can continue that success on Monday. Uh, and then uh, that wraps up a two-game home. Flames are then on the road for their final two games before Christmas. They're in Anaheim Thursday and then Los Angeles on Saturday. But next up, the Florida Panthers when we look ahead. Looking ahead, brought to you by Oncolytics Biotech. Fighting cancer by unleashing the power of the immune system. To learn more about how they use a patient's immune system to battle cancer, visit OncolyticsBiotech.com. Com. Back to the text line we go at 960-960. Flames win 4-2 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, lots of text still to get to here. Uh, this says, you take the dub, but keep in mind, Tampa in all likelihood is not overly excited about playing Calgary. It's not a benchmark game for them. It's for Calgary. I, it is for Calgary. I seriously doubt we saw the best Tampa effort tonight. It's hard for excellent teams to get excited about playing poor teams, teams they know they won't see in the playoffs. Calgary needs wins in their division if they have any hope of making the playoffs. And, and, and then it says, by the way, James was an excellent call. Loved his questions. Yeah, I mean, the... Could there be something to that? Maybe. I, I thought Tampa looked very, very poor for far too long in this game. Kucherov looked disinterested. Uh, Stamkos was a non-factor. Then all of a sudden in the third period, they amped it up a little bit and were much better. And so, yeah, th- there might be something to that, but doesn't take away from the fact that the Flames also played well. You know, had, had the Flames played this well and Tampa was on their game, it probably wouldn't have been three nothing in the second period but flames still played well and that's just that's that's the that's how it goes in an 82 game season Sometimes teams aren't on their game, and the other team is. Sometimes both teams are, and you get a really good game, and it goes right down to the wire. So, yeah, was Tampa on tonight? No, but the Flames were, and, and the Flames need to be. And so whether Tampa was amped up or not, I don't think anybody's sitting here saying that this is a signature win for Calgary and proves anything. They needed a win. They needed to make a statement to themselves. They needed to be a team that could wrap up a third-period lead. So almost who they were playing was kind of immaterial to to me tonight they played well and they picked up a win that they really needed more than anything else um this says if connor's aries in the top three of rookie scoring come april will the eastern u.s media consider him on their calder ballot he's currently tied for third and only a single point behind second with way fewer games played i hope so because i think he should be in the calder trophy conversation right now he's one of the leading rookie scorers in the nhl so to that text point I don't know whether if the the eastern U.S. media whether or not they will, but I hope so. This says hopefully Huberdeau will eventually settle in and find his game. I truly feel bad for the guy if he does decide to retire this summer. What happens with the Flames' salary cap? I get he's on an eight-year contract and entitled to it, but it has to be wearing on him. Why? Well, I, I don't. Who's talking about Huberdeau retiring? What? Um, that if if that were to happen. I almost feel silly kind of dignified, not dignifying this, but talking about this. But if he were to decide to retire, then his contract would come off the cap and it wouldn't exist anymore. Um, but uh, I don't think he's retiring. And I don't think that is um, something that is, is realistically going to happen. Um, This, couple more uh, big fans of James' call call from Hong Kong. This says, Pat, really hoping for a turnaround for Huberto, but wondering what your thoughts are about the idea of a trade for a player with a similar bad contract. I can't think of anyone offhand, but maybe someone comes to mind for you. It might give both players a refresh opportunity on different teams. I, I don't know if there is a contract quite, like Huberto's right now that you could move. I know a lot of people point to Johnny Gaudreau's contract in Columbus, but remember, Gaudreau's one year fewer and is about, what, $750,000 less. So I don't even know how feasible that would be if there was even a desire for either player to do that. And remember, Jonathan also has a full no-move clause on his deal so can block anything from happening if he wanted to. Uh, This from Neil in the Northeast. I think there might be a situation down the road where Zeri becomes a top line NHL center. Maybe he could spark Huberdeau and help him out of his funk. I'm not necessarily saying that'll happen this season as it's a big step to take, but fact is he fixed what was a slow start for Kadri. I'd like to see Zeri on a first line regardless. What are your thoughts? Hey, sure. At some point, yeah. Uh, And I don't know. I mean, I'm curious if Long-term, the Flames see him as a winger or a center. Right now, he's been having a lot of success as as a left winger on Kadri's line. But I'm curious if down the road, he has played center before, if that's something that they look at doing. For sure, I'm curious about that. Um, this says... At 960-960. Actually, that's about all we got. This says, doesn't make sense not to start Vladar on Monday. Well, but your number one's back, and when your number one's back and has been out for two weeks, you go back to him, so I think they're going to go Markstrom on Monday, but maybe they, I mean, maybe they could think about doing it, but Markstrom is still this team's number one, and when everybody's healthy, Vladar is the two, so even if he had won this game and Markstrom was, was healthy and there was no injury concerns, and it was just Markstrom and Vladar, and they decided to go Vladar tonight, he would have played well, and they would have gone to Vladar on Monday, So uh, rather, Markstrom on Monday, so I I think they'll go Markstrom on Monday, Um, but especially because he's been out for two weeks and is ready to return, I think they'll go Markstrom on Monday. Great stuff on the text line tonight, and uh, let's get back to the phone lines. Three more calls before we wrap things up on this Saturday following a 4-2 win over Tampa Bay,
13: starting with Don. What's up, Don? Oh, Uh, it was uh, good. I probably, having tuned in at different times and Seeing them behind or chasing or something kind of made me want to wait. It was a pleasure to see that they were ahead at the uh, intermission. Um, so this, was it the second period or was the first period played pretty good by them then, uh, this evening?
0: Both, but the second period was the one that was, was really one-sided.
13: Well, that's great well I know and in Connor's goal uh, I play water polo I liken it to a guy leaning with his chest and his elbows on my back and I'm taking the ball to the net yeah you don't get your best shot but you score and you got all that pressure and that's that's carrying the team on your back and that really I think broke the back for Tampa and they're professionals they come here to play and if you're going to make excuses for them, then uh, you don't understand sport. They're supposed to be to show up every night, and I don't think Stamkos is thinking, oh, it's Calgary. I think he's coming here to win, and if he can uh, bury us, he'll bury us as good as he can. Uh, they had a lot of time to get to uh, him with that shot. I think, uh, you know, he's got to pull the puck down from up high, and then. Uh, He puts it down, and I think everyone's just watching, and so that wasn't a great moment. They pulled the goalie, and it seemed like they were able to run a rough shot with the Flames, so I think that's something they're going to have to work on because it was pretty nerve-wracking that the Flames weren't able to do much. And then the guys that want to skate and take the puck a little further and make a good shot and just curl the puck into the net like a curling rock instead of just taking a little slap at it and hoping to go in. So I hope they can fix that, but, uh, you know, this is the way you want. I want to see them play, play with a the lead. There's no, no reason why they can't, and uh, it was enjoyable. And a great broadcast. James, as uh, is sophisticated as is, uh, along with a, a lot of the Hong Kongers are very, very smart, astute people. And uh, so it's been a great show. I caught George earlier, and uh, it's been a great talk show. And uh, well done again, Pat, and you have yourself a great evening.
0: Good to hear from you, Don. You as well, pal. Take care. Bye-bye. You too, Don. Thank you, man. Uh, let's say hello to Darren. What's going on, Darren? Hey, Pat. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. How are you? Very
7: good. Sorry for asking the obvious question. Hey, we've gone global. We're up in Beaver Lodge, Alberta. Not quite Hong Kong. Well, oh, now we're uh, really
0: global tonight.
7: Yeah. We're up in Beaver Lodge. Yeah. Let's rock. We're Long time, <laughs> first time, Pat. Hey, man, people are saying... Oh, my gosh, Tampa, Not you know, they don't care about Calgary. You know, they didn't show up, and they just gave us a victory. Good Lord, guys. We lost to Chicago last year, and all these loser teams. We couldn't beat anybody. My son and I were at the game at Edmonton last night, or sorry, on Thursday night, and uh, yeah. there was four Hall of Fame Tampa Bay players, in my view, that were on that ice. And uh, we were right up front on the glass for the warm-up, and like, holy crap! Look at these guys. Stamkos, four goals. Vasilevsky, un- like unbelievable. Like, guys, that was a big win. Let's take it. Great effort. Pat, question for you: Can we hmm. finally get an identity in Calgary? So when we had Daryl, you know, we're hardworking, digging team. Great philosophy. Offensive, defensive philosophy is good. Can we get something going with this new organization, not just coaching-wise, but organization-wise? Can we be, a, you know, the, the Broad Street bullies or the tough guys from Boston to play? Can we get something in Calgary that represents the city and the organization?
0: Um, I mean, I think that they are – I, I think that they are um, working on that. I think that that is something that they are attempting to do this season. Um, so, I, I, I guess the answer would be, yeah, they. they I guess they can. They're, they're 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 trying to start to form an identity for themselves anyway. Okay,
7: because like it doesn't seem that complicated. I coach sports. We have an identity on, uh, for my team that I coach. Things are good. We know what we're doing. The school has an identity. Like, I just feel like the team is out there and kind of just finding its way. I just wish we could find that North Star and get Iggy and Connie and the boys just pointing us in the right direction. And uh, maybe that's a little too general out there, but um, great broadcast tonight. Awesome game for the Flames. Pat, amazing job. And I just want to say thanks. A little bit rambly here tonight, so I'll leave it to
0: you. Hey, good stuff. I appreciate it, man. You have a great night, Darren. Thank you. And uh, in fact, that's going to wrap us up on the phone lines as uh, our last call dropped off. So that'll do it on the phone lines tonight. Great stuff at 403-240-4444. We'll do it all over again on Monday night when the Flames take on the Florida Panthers. Uh, It's time for our final summary as we start to wrap things up on this Saturday night. Uh, No scoring in period number one, but I will say Flames played well in that first period and they started to build and that uh, building ended up helping them in the second period because uh, they use those building blocks and kind of took the game over in that middle frame with a great period, starting with A.J. Greer uh, opening the scoring at 2.30 of the first period. Greer's fifth from Rasmus Anderson and Noah Hannafin to make it 1-0. Then at 6.17, Mackenzie Wieger makes it 2-0. Wieger's eighth from Ander Manjapani and Blake Coleman at 6.17. 43 seconds after that, the eventual game winner from who else? Yegor Sharangovich extends his goal-scoring streak to 5 Five games with his eleventh of the season. Sharon Govich from Jordan Osterley and Elias Lindholm at the seven minute mark and it was three nothing Calgary after forty minutes of play. Now Tampa pushed back in the third for sure they did, and they score a couple in the early stages of the final frame. Braden Point gets them on the board. The Calgary kid gets his 14th of the season. Point from Nikita Kucherov at 4'10". And then Steven Stamkos scores exactly 90 seconds later to make it 3-2. It's a power play goal from Stamkos. his 15th of the year from Kucherov and Victor Hedman at 540. And all of a sudden, Tampa's got a ton of life down by 1-3-2. Dan Vladar makes a couple of big stops in the next 4-5 minutes to make sure the game doesn't... And get tied and then 1142 some big insurance um, from Connor Zeri to get the Flames back out in front by two. Zeri scores his seventh of the year from Osterley at 11.42 to make it 4-2 which would end up being your final score. Final shots, 33-26 in favor of the Lightning. Flames finish the game 0-1 for 1 on the power play. Tampa Bay 1-1 for 1 with the man advantage this evening. Your three stars in the building tonight. Number three, Yegor Sharangovich. Number two, Blake Coleman. And number one, Mackenzie Weger With the win, Flames improved at 12-4 14 and five they're back in action Monday at home to Florida well Tampa drops to 14 at 13 and 5 they're back in action Tuesday at home to St. Louis that is your final summary. And now for everyone involved in Flames Hockey tonight, for our broadcast crew of Derek Wills and Megan Mickelson, for our on-site engineers, Tim Khalil and Matt Jakusko, for our reporter, George Russick, and for our outstanding producer, Azam Ali Nanji. My name is Pat Steinberg. That'll start to wrap us up on our Flames Talk post-game show, which is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, next up for the Flames is Monday night. It's the Florida Panthers 7:30 face off 6:30 warm up right here on SportsNet 960 the fan have yourself a wonderful rest of your weekend we'll talk to you Monday on Flames Talk final score from the Scotiabank Saddledome tonight Flames win 4-2 over the Tampa Bay Lightning this has been your Flames Talk post game show available wherever you get your podcasts and this has been Calgary Flames Hockey on SportsNet 960 the fan